Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Play this card for free. The Shadow Realm, dog. Nope, not free. She's not frozen. He's just turned sideways. And is Cognazzo exiled or is he just broken? No, he's RFG. He's RFG? Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Roger, Roger. That's fine. And we'll end that turn and we'll begin the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast, boys. We are back. (laughs) It was too perfect, John. It was too perfect. Uh, We'll get back to clapping those cheeks after this cast. Boys, it's been a little bit. It's a new year. It's a new decade. How the hell are you? Fantastic. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, dude. Awesome. And as always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me on the case, on several cases now, and it's just become, it's just what we are now, John. I'm talking to you, John, John Schreiner, Don (laughs) Schreiber, ace detective. (laughs) Chris, we are solving things every day. Every day. Every day. But, you know, I know everybody heard that soothing sound between our wonderful voices. And of course, that's Colin Rupert, everyone's favorite. Um, favorite here on the cast, that's for damn sure. And hey, uh, Colin, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. That's always good to hear. I trust you boys both had wonderful Christmases and holidays. I hope you got all the trucks and dinosaurs that you asked for. I got at least one more dinosaur than I asked for, so it was like, I was over Shit, the moon. Yeah. yeah. I got my usual Hest truck for the year. Nice, dude. Nice. Samesies. Nice. Well, this marks the uh, the 28th year that I did not receive the Ghostbusters Firehouse playset. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll wait another year and um, <laughs> the best. Mom, if you're listening, you know, yeah. Mom, Dad, if you're listening, Mom, I've asked you a few times now, actually, if you could just listen to the cast. So I hope you know you're out there supporting me. Yes, indeed. Please, and thank you. LL Bean comfy shoes. Oh, dude, comfy shoes. Are they comfy? Not only are they comfy, but they're LL Bean comfy shoes. Which makes it's like another level. It's a, it's a second level of comfy. It's, it's it a, is next level comfy. Ooh, and, dude, all right, nice. And, and I stuff. live. Uh, the podcast is brought comfy. to you by LL Bean. Next level comfy. <laughs> next level comfy. Oh. Wonderful boys. I got my coffee here though, and I think you know, I'm ready. To... Oh, dude, oh, I'm I'm coffee is going right to my lips as we speak. So. I'm ready it's, to take uh, a little it's sip. Ten thirty. We're gonna take this sip, and I urge everybody at home, take a sip with your boy. Take a little simultaneous sip right now. <sighs> the best part uh, of waking up is folders in your cup. cup. That's excellent. And 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 man, I feel so connected now, guys. We all just you know, we started the day I'm off very, right I'm together. Very connected. And it's good because we actually got a lot to talk about, boys. Um, you know, as far as news goes, you know, we've had some more um, we've had some more Summoner Cup winners. Um, there's new formats popping up. We got Final Fantasy VII news. Uh, season two is over. Octagon. But, John, you know what? We're just going to put all, all those thoughts down on the hard print. John, what is it time for? Actually, no. Colin, do you know where we're going? Do you know what it's time for? The news. There it is. All right, John. First up in the news, uh, this is where you take it off. It's it's our favorite. It's the Octagon State of the Union. We should get a soundbite for that. What should it sound like? 
Is some sort like, of like presidential, like, maybe like a voice clip of FDR. A new call to carry on the work of righteousness, of charity, of courage, of patience, and of loyalty. All right, well, the Octagon State of the Union. <laughs> so, uh, so season two has concluded here. Uh, that marks, we have run, Chris and Colin, 40 tournaments. We have That's run awesome. 40 tournaments for free for players and streamed them and recorded them all. Um, and that's excellent. So uh, first, thank you guys, uh, both of you and, and the team and everybody for helping this just keep being a thing. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, it's really awesome that people keep showing up. So I'll keep doing it. They keep coming, you know, if mm-hmm. you build it, as they say. Um, but yeah, thanks to all of our players. I mean, we had something like uh, 40 unique players this season. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people out there on the uh, on the list, but we did have only eight that can make it into the top eight. And uh, number one is joining us tonight. You know, Colin taking down his second simultaneous season here. Uh, not only is a very high attendance rate, but extremely consistent performer, often winning the events. Um, so congratulations to you, Colin. Well deserved. Thank you. Uh, and it's really uh, awesome to get to see all these guys. We've got our full top eight here, Colin in first, Gino in second. So Gino is somebody who, um, you know, I kind of met him through this octagon, or him, like, mm-hmm. joining and playing the games with us. And um, nowadays we talk a lot, and he's like he's like a brewmaster, you know, always sending me deck lists or asking me ideas and things like that. And I love that because, you know, I'm just a tinker. I'm, I'm sitting in my little baby mobile just like playing with everything twisting oh, yeah. all the knobs turning all the dials and um he shows up man and he he was somebody at first where you know he would go like you know one and x and stuff like that and now he's uh constantly you know top like like taking down some of these guys i, I have to tell him after the match sometimes i'm like no yeah that guy won nationals so, like in the past mm-hmm. like oh no no that person was on the world's team he's like wow really like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's just, uh, he puts into practice, he puts in the work, and he shows up consistently to this tournament, and he has gotten better and better. Super proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Then in third place, it's we've awesome got... The, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Talent. What was that? No, sorry. Saying, uh, it's awesome to see him new talent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is something that I love about this, is um, is we, like, I have definitely watched people just get better. Like, on average, mm-hmm. just improve. Because, I mean, I've sat here for 40 of these things and watched these people play. <laughs> but Absolutely. at some point, you know, you get to know it. Um, but it, it really is awesome. I mean, as we go down this list, you're gonna it's going to be, like, this really cool blend of, like, names you know. And then, like, names you know but don't, you know, like, always see at the top of these. So it's, like, um, Gino is second. Muhammad, third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tevin Rose, fourth. Nice. Kurt Richter, fifth. Uh, Chocobo Joe, sixth. He came in so late in the season, but just started absolutely plowing everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so anyway, he starts blasting. So anyway, he just started blasting. <laughs> uh, Jen Sedloff at seventh. And mm-hmm. top eight Johnny sneaking in Wee. at eighth. Uh, so it's awesome, man. And then the honorable mentions, like 9, 10, 11, we got uh, Jake Sedloff, uh, Lord Byron, and Corgan Halver. So, nice. Um, 
it was awesome, man, to see everybody come out and, and play for another one of these seasons. Uh, this mm -hmm. season we did two days a week because we had Nats and Worlds and it was a little bit crazy. Um, mm -hmm. But now we're just we're just going to basically go back to the Wednesdays. Um, but we've been talking, Chris, about doing something a little different with it uh, and maybe hosting some kind of larger events on the weekend that are actually yeah. like like four or five six round events and um mm -hmm. hosting it in like a time where yeah. you know we can get kind of everybody involved so yeah and you could easily make it a two-day event as well like have all the swiss rounds on saturday have everybody reconvene on sunday for top eight top 16 whatever i mean yeah basically if, if people really bought in we could have mm -hmm. a, a digital cc you know, absolutely. You, <laughs> you, could. you just have to, uh, you got to just plan it and make it work. So if there's interest in something like that, you know, and we think there is, we're, we're kind of looking at that. So we're, we're looking absolutely. at a lot of cool new ideas this year. So because hey, I, I you, think uh, if you plan a seed, they will grow. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I think, um, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, let's, let's go ahead and address what is potentially the elephant in the room for a lot of people who want to play competitive. If you want to go to a big event that's not in your own backyard, more than likely you're going to have to make a very long drive, which is wear and tear on your vehicle, gas, food, lodging, or you're going to have to fly, lodging. You know, there's the, these these tournaments are expensive to go to sometimes. So if you can, if we can recreate that feeling in a digital space to where you really at the end of the day don't have to put on pants and it costs you just whatever you know potentially whatever kind of entry fee that there is associated with again early in the early stages here mm -hmm. i think that would be something that a lot of people could get behind because if i could go to a crystal cup and like talk with all you people all you people all you people without having to again put on pants or have to worry about oh i gotta get this flight i've got to return here i've got to take time off from work if we could you know give people that opportunity and actually have it mean something, I, I think that would be huge. Absolutely huge. So that's, I think that's, you know, the next logical step for, you know, the <coughs> Octagon. Because there have been Octagon events where it's like, you know, oh, but, you know, you're trying to play against somebody in Australia and you're just, you know, 14-hour time difference. Um, if we limit this to, you know, North America or just work or just try to work on a time where people can all be in the same space at the same time. It's like, hey, you know, it's just, you got to sit down. It's like raid night, right? It's like you got to make yeah. a commitment. You got to sit down, and we're telling you in advance it's going to be like a five to six hour block. But yeah, because I mean, because I know. would love to have people play globally, but if it's but you got to realize that it's at this time, and if that's three a.m. at your time, then well, I mean, we'll figure it out. And honestly, you know? the first one would probably be a little a little messy, you know. But with yeah. with the like I said, you know, we're forty things, forty tournaments in. At this point, um, I have a pretty it's good a pretty command well of this, machine. like, yeah, I have a pretty good command of the tournament software, and it's very mm -hmm. just, like, plug-and-play. I mean, as it stands mm -hmm. right now, the Discord is set up for 32 players. We can always just... Yeah. It's pretty, basically Easily. infinite. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, pretty much. Anyway, that's, that's enough talk about that. Uh, we're going to have Season 3 stuff will be um starting soon because the cast comes out on who knows what mm -hmm. day i don't want to say like tomorrow or whatever but uh we mm -hmm. will be posting in the discord uh this week is going to be just like a funsies it's our bonus week in between and then season three will start proper mm -hmm. at like the end of january so funsies please Love look those. forward to it well and john speaking of funsies there were a couple uh a couple of winners announced for the december summoner cup events yeah um, 
Now, there were a lot of great events in December. I know two of them were the ones that we spoke about on the last cast, the uh, the Party Attack event and the Triple Crown event. Um, I don't know if both of those were entered into the contest. I'm pretty sure the Party Attack event was. Mm-hmm. Our, I think uh, our stores was as well. Okay, awesome. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, didn't win. Um, and it's a shame because I think you guys put on fantastic events. Shame I, shame I wasn't there to, you know, participate. Again, wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. But... The first one I announced was a, a very familiar name and a very familiar space. Uh, Cassandra, uh, Cassandra Zink over at Desert Sky Games over in Arizona, Chandler, Arizona, I believe. Mm-hmm. Where you're at. Yep. Uh, yeah. They won the first con, the first Summoners Cup, and <laughs> their event was really cool. Um, it was a fundraiser tournament for a community member who I believe was in a motorcycle accident. That's what I hear, and they raised eleven hundred dollars. Wow, that's awesome. That's person. so helpful for something like that, dude. That's, yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And they had a bunch of raffles and prizes, and obviously they had a great tournament. Um, I think that's really cool. I am all for events where you can give back. Because um, let's be honest, man, you know, our community is small, but it is for the most part, outside of a few outliers, it is very close-knit and very respectful to one another. But and we have each other. We do yeah, have, we each other. have each other. Aww. And we when sure you can, do. And when you can help each other out like this, like that, that 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 money for that guy is going to go a lot, or that guy or whoever is going to go a long way, I'm sure. To at the very least, putting towards a deductible or something, you know, that's money out of pocket that they don't have to spend. And, you know, accidents are tough, and sometimes you can be upside down. So that's always great to hear. Um, so awesome! Congratulations for winning there. I can't wait to see what they do for their Summoner Cup event, and I'm sure they'll they'll announce the date of that because we all know how you know there's a time limit that they have to do this thing in. So we'll see what like. The December events, we'll see what their timetable looks like well, compared I think, to ours. I think it basically um, kind of opened up now. I think that they're more flexible on that after well, that's the good. feedback that's from good. the first thing. So I think that they're they're working with the stores to mm-hmm. just kind of like obviously they'd like it to happen before the uh, the next like big tournament circuit start happening, just to sure. prevent any of that clash. But I think that um, yeah, it's not as tight as we thought it was before. Absolutely, and that's good. And that's good. And, um, speaking of also good, uh, the other winner was uh, was Danica Ruiz over at our West Coast Returner Brothers, the Returner Hideout. Uh, they won there. They won the second uh, December Summoner Cup event, um, and I thought they had something that was really neat. They did uh, what they called the elemental format. They had, um, I guess, they had a bag of elemental dice, and people had to reach in and grab two, and whatever you got, that's what you had to build your deck around those two elements. That's so cool. I think what that is say- really neat. I really like that idea because mm-hmm. um, it, it just it forces you to play something you're not necessarily comfortable with, mm-hmm. and really get a feel of you know, um, you know how how each card interacts with you know a different style, uh, style of element. Absolutely, and I think we're at a point in the game now where pretty much every two elements has some kind of synergy, right? Like there's no like I can't think of an element combination that doesn't have any sort of synergy. Like I'm, I'm legitimately trying to think. Like water, light, earth, light and dark. Well, other than them, right? right. <laughs> other than light and dark. I'm sure they didn't put those in the bag, though, right? Like, oh, that would be messed that's up. That's like asking for a bad time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. you got well, light and light. Ooh, well, I'll enjoy that, stupid. <laughs> were they allowed to play light and dark cards with that with whatever element they were? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I assume 
I, I assume they were, but I, I figured just the, the two main elements, like you, the majority of your deck has to be, you can only use these two elements. I guess light and dark may have been like wild cards, but I don't know. I'd like to actually get some clarification on that because I, I think it's a really neat idea. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You know, congratulations to them. I can't wait to see what they do. They they always do good events out there. They they always do a lot of good work. And you know, like I said, they're good friends of ours. And you know, we love what they do out there. Lo- love how they have the returners outfit over there on the west coast. Yeah, those guys are great. Super nice. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, John, moving right along here, just trucking along on this news train. Uh, there's a there's an event happening this week, and I'm really excited to be there and being able to see all you guys. And of course, I'm talking about Reunion Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, so soon. Yeah, it, it, oh, yeah. it just kind of crept up. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to be there. I know both you guys are going to be there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now the real question is: Are we playing something? Are we playing something to win? Are we playing something for funsies? What are we doing, boys? Um, Open that coin. The silence I actually had is a deafening. long conversation with Joe about this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, why don't you just take something that is going to win? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I was thinking about taking something that, you know, was going to be fun and different and mm-hmm. maybe a little spicy. Mm-hmm. But James had to go and throw $1,000 on the winner table. So <laughs> That is very true. Money talks, bullshit walks. <laughs> so... <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Very, right, very guys. true. No, that's all right. Old, uh, default for me. No, hey, no, that's all right, man. You know, that's you know, Colin, you are you are a consummate champion, and I would never, I would never tell anybody not to play to win. Um, you know, something like this for me, like I, I might bring Waff, I might bring something again. That's why me and John are dicking around on Octagon right now, just testing different things out. Um, because I definitely want to have fun. For me, this event for me is really just going out and seeing everybody because I didn't really mm-hmm. travel too terribly much last season. Um, a few, I guess, I guess I did a little bit, but we'll talk about that when we kind of get into our main topic. Um, but I just haven't had a chance to really like see as people as much as I wanted to last year. So this is really like this is a social event one and a card tournament second for me. But I mean, doesn't mean I'm not going to try to do well. But right, right, and yeah. also too, like there's going to be like. How many people? Ninety people mm-hmm. signed up. Like, I I just feel like uh, if you're trying to do something competitive with the game, if you're fresh on the scene or like trying to get involved with something um, more with the community in terms of competitive, like organized play, like mm-hmm. take take the deck that you want to win with mm-hmm. because like there's gonna be you know there's money on the line. You're flying out and traveling. Like mm-hmm. just just do your best mm-hmm. and. I mean, that's all my advice. Yeah. Spoken like a true champion. That's for sure. So, yeah, that's this weekend. I will see everybody this weekend. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait at all. Yeah. Please come up and say hi. Talk to us about the cast. Yeah, please. We love it. Means. We'll both be yeah. there as like a team. It like, doesn't happen very often. Uh, We're on the Fedora, case. Fedora will be in, in tow. That's I will right. have my detective hat. Our detective hats. Yes, for sure. That's right. Every time somebody plays a card, I'm gonna whip a magnifying glass out of my pocket and just take a look at their card <laughs> and give it back to them. So oh, good. that might be the way to go. But uh, you know, from competitive to I guess casual, um, kind of switching gears here. So I want to say it's uh, it's mostly David Nunez and Yanez that are actually that have put this thing together. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Origins, but there's this really new. Uh, neat and new format that people have been playing called Champions. 
Um, for anybody not familiar, I guess, or come from like a magic background, think this is similar to like EDH or Brawl. Um, they've posted like an uh, almost like a, a, an official rules document how the game is played. Um, you know, I'm all about more people, you know, more ways to play, right? And it looks like it's gaining traction. There's a lot of curiosity. People are playing it. People seem to be having fun with it. Guys, what do you think of this uh, this new uh, grassroots format? Which also keep in mind that's also how EDH was started for Magic. I mean, uh, uh, it's... yeah, it's it's cool. It's always good for there to be more. Mm -hmm. The people there's a there's like a want for it. There's a demand. Mm -hmm. People like Commander, so I think it's oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how I cool think... is it to, like, be able to just, like, let's say you don't do well at a tournament or something, and you just say, like, screw it, like, get a whole bunch of your friends together and just, you know, do, like, uh, a commander game or two, mm -hmm. you know, as a side, not even, like, a side event, but it's, like, something you get to do with your friends, like, in the past time. Like, that's, yeah. that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. I, th I think it's really neat. Because um, as someone who actually I, I enjoy command Commander to me has always been like just to me I treat Commander more almost like a board game, right? Like it's very beer and pretzels for me. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, it's like playing Uno, right? You're talking shit to each other. You're, you know, <laughs> the, the, the politics is like the biggest part of it. Um, and I think this format, like introducing politics into this, I think is really really cool and neat. So I, I can't. I, I really hope it takes off. I hope that's something that maybe like. It ends up being like something like boss battle where it becomes like, I guess, a semi-official format and they start releasing like product for it, like unique champions for that format with text that like fits for that format. Um, and again, I'm still waiting for like a boss battle like box set with like a boss battle deck with versions of these cards and then, you know, three decks that can go with it. You know, like, I, I think these are really neat products. And I, I realize they would cost money, and the game probably isn't big enough to warrant those types of products yet. But I think it'd be really, really neat. And a boy can definitely dream about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, really neat. And uh, the, the last bit of news, John, we have some, uh, some Final Fantasy VII news. Some good, some, you know, unfortunate, I guess. But really depends on how you look at it. Um, I guess we'll start with the uh, we'll start with the veggies first. I know um, you know there's not so much TCG related, but you know they did mention that there's a demo for the Seven remake coming out. But um, from what I understand, people started just really uh, mining that demo, and they found <laughs> so much. Oh, there shit. was gold in the there. There was that boy Howdy Yukon Cornelius with his pickaxe. It was thicker than pea soup mm. in there, boy. <laughs> To be Fuck. honest, though, I can see why though the the animation and the graphics on some of these like remade characters are just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I certainly got my eyes on uh, those pictures, some of those leaks, mm -hmm. and and things are looking great, man. I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think that's a bad. It is a bad thing, I guess, because it's stuff that they didn't really were keeping close to the chest, or they didn't want people to see. And you know, we live in the internet age. If you you know you you give somebody an inch, they're gonna find how find out how to turn that inch. Hey into man, a but it's hyper positive. I have not seen a single person. I have not right. seen a single negative opinion on any of the pictures. Correct. So it's everyone like, is super excited. They're just nailing everything mm -hmm. I've seen from this. Absolutely every little thing I've seen from this, and I hope that that just is consistent throughout the whole game <laughs> also the other thing is too like uh even with the whole fandom between like final fantasy games like mm -hmm. everybody kind of just disagrees with one another like oh this is the best game this is the best game mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the quality the quality of the games is so like fresh in my mind from like 
my childhood that like mm-hmm. I never heard anybody actually say, "Oh, this game actually sucked." Yep, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> so I mean, that's just that's just a really cool like thing to think about going into mm-hmm. like the new stuff, and it's like, wow, like this is gonna be probably game of the year. I'm just calling it now. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. And here's the thing, like, and for me personally, I'm glad, and I'm glad you led with that, Colin, because. Final Fantasy VII is honestly, if it's not my least favorite, it's definitely in my bottom five. Um, it just never resonated because six is my favorite, and then six is my favorite. Hands down, after for six, sure. like I didn't, I didn't care as much for the atmosphere. I still liked more of like the high fantasy, steampunky kind of setting where this took a more sci-fi, you know, style. Which again, and and the characters just didn't resonate with me. But did I? play the shit out of that game i sure as hell did because it was a quality <laughs> final fantasy game yeah i think right, the gameplay it itself was like was oh great. this game's terrible i'm never gonna pick it up again I'm like oh yeah yeah i played that i played the shit out That's of the game cool. i played it multiple times just i just don't care about the characters I, when i say that i i can i can tell you about the characters i can tell you about the story but like i don't get excited when i talk about them like i do when i talk about like fucking Saban and edgar and law you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah or even the characters from 12 and that's kind of vice versa I really, a game is just an absolute fucking chore to play but i love the characters mm-hmm. um but you know, game I, is a I, job I, it, 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 <laughs> you it, feel it, like it, you should it, be it, like getting at least minimum wage when you're playing final fantasy 12 at least kickbacks, <laughs> man. Something. It, it is, it is a chore. Like cashback or something. Like, Dude, it is know. a chore to play. Like but just the credits on the PlayStation Store for each hour. For Dude. But like the characters are compelling and I like I, I'm interested in how their story goes. And that was the opposite of seven. But with that being said, I cannot wait for this remake because I'm going to play the fucking shit out of it. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, yeah. This I, I've been saying this actually at the LGS and stuff too, and I'm gonna say this for everybody listening. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be the spring and summer, if not a year, of Final Fantasy because of this seven remake coming out in March. And for yep. the first time, like the trading card game is linking. Like in March, we are getting a new set with remake art cards. It's like mm-hmm. finally things have clicked together for the mm-hmm. first time in a real way. Between like not just their their games, not just their AAA titles, but probably the largest mm-hmm. one they've released in the last ten years, if not yeah. since ten, no, if, if not since seven, you know, like whatever you want to say, like uh, this is going to be huge, mm-hmm. and we're connected to it in some way, and I think that there's just going to be a boom in Final Fantasy fandom and interest mm-hmm. in general in the brand, and. I am trying to tell my just like I want to have something really concrete, like a really concrete system for like getting new people in and for whoever's interested to be like, okay, come this day, we'll give you a, this like commons and rare, like you know, like this pauper deck, mm-hmm. um, you know, like just have some kind of like mill so that mm-hmm. when people come in interested, we're prepared because I think there's going to be a lot of interest generated in this game, and I think mm-hmm. that if we're ready as a community, we could really like uh, increase our ranks. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, my uh. I'm just going to say what my store is doing. Um, so they gifted us uh, like their stock of Final Fantasy, like commons and rares and mm-hmm. what have you that were left over from the um, extra back stock we mm-hmm. had. And basically our job is to try to get starter decks together for people that want to mm-hmm. try to play. Yeah, that's exactly so, what like, I'm doing at, uh, at our store. <laughs> just comments yeah. and rares, just building starter decks. Yeah. And we're just going to be giving them away to people that want to learn and, and want to play um, mm-hmm. and pick up the game. Or mm-hmm. if they're just like mildly interested in it and already playing like other TCGs like Yu Gi Oh! or Pokemon or Magic, whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. 
that'll just be a great way to like get them like interacting with the game and um but like you said like with the video game coming out in march the remake um yeah i'm sure that's going to attract like a lot of people to it yeah absolutely and we even have uh at the store i have like started just bringing like final fantasy 7 <laughs> like comments and prayers mm-hmm. like extra cards and just mm-hmm. being like if people are coming in interested just hand them final fantasy 7 characters like <laughs> like here oh, have to take like a couple cards decks. yeah yeah, so, like, yeah. well i'm decks. still building the decks right so it's like from like for now just start handing these things so but yeah, yeah. Like for the future, like be like hyper aggressive about it. Just say like go, just go up to a random magic player at your store that like plays, and just be like, "Here's a deck." Like even if you don't like it, take like five minutes, look through the cards, like take a look at the rule book, and go, you know, maybe I'd like get the thought in their head, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's let's try this." Like, don't be a salesperson, but like, just tell them like, "Hey, just take a look at the cards, see if you are interested." Just tell them the game's dirt cheap, mm-hmm. and. Um, I call it budget magic. <laughs> Turns oh, out. Very much so. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, no, I mean uh I think that we have an opportunity guys, so like if you know we all seize it, uh this could be a really awesome year for the growth of the game. Right. And because and you know, all excellent points and just because, you know, Final Fantasy Seven, most people, you know, I'm an old man and most people in this community are in their, you know, early mid twenties. You know, so Final Fantasy Seven was their first exposure, mm-hmm. for the most part, to this you know to this franchise, um, and I think you know a that the nostalgia is going to resonate with most people, and it's going to be people who like you know those people who love Final Fantasy Seven that had that younger sibling that just didn't understand it was too young. This is the jump off point for them, mm-hmm. so it will be the tie that binds, as it were. And, you know, with that being said, segueing into the other part of the news, you know, they got that, uh, you know, they've given us more news on that Cloud for Sephiroth starter set, which I personally think I'm going to talk to Battlegrounds about taking one of those, opening it up and using that as like a demo, like on mm-hmm. demo days, have that have those two decks, because I'm sure I'd be I'd be I'd be surprised if all of the cards in that set or in that deck were not all remake art like what if you got like an evoker of just like some random ass dude like in the background, right? But it's it's still the same old bullshit evoker, but it's art from the game, like screenshot, something like that. And they've done that in other games, like um a perfect example, the Game of Thrones LCG from Fantasy Flight. Yeah. They they put out like a two-player starter set after the show had come out. And all of the cards were cards that exist in the normal, you know, the normal core set but they're all redone with art from the TV show. So if they take all of these cards that, you know, maybe some existing cards, again, like just evokers and, you know, searchers, you know, simple generic shit and give it a facelift with screenshots of characters. I think that would resonate a lot. And it would also, it would also make the deck look a little bit more uniform. And I think that would be really cool for, again, for demoing purposes. Cause I plan on buying two of these, one for me to have and another one. So if I do want to run a demo, I can just use this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also too, the news I was talking about, there are no legend reprints in this. There, you're not, there's no legend. So all of the stuff that we're getting, like we're getting a pretty self-contained, you know, two player set here, which in the past, these two-player sets have been relatively playable, you know, out of the box. Like they're not awful decks, but granted, I guess you could argue that because of the legends that it comes with, that you know they kind of give them a little bit more playability. But there's a lot more starter cards in this thing, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, and those we know that those are like 
often legend level power. Yeah, oh, I mean, clearly it's been like that since Opus One. Um, I'm looking right at you, Payne. Valfour. Valfour. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I, I mean, but, the no legend thing is like, yeah, sure, but you know, come on. It, but that could also. It's a letter. Right, this... and, but that also lends to the argument that I could easily see every card in this deck having screenshot art of the remake. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it would be awkward if they had art that wasn't, right? Yeah, I mean, even from judging from the two pictures of the mm -hmm. starter deck we already have, like it looks like it's pretty obvious like they're coming from straight from the game. So mm -hmm. I think you're probably right about that. And I think that'd be good. And also, too, um, it's just like the last starter set. One each of the Cloud and Sephiroth are full art, and the other two are the normal standard card frame, from what I understand. I don't know if all of the starter cards in there are going to be like that, or if it's just restricted to those two. But we'll see, because that comes out, that, that coincides with the game release, correct? Yeah. March? Uh, okay. March, yeah, March, I think they come out similar uh, times. Yeah, so I think that's that's going to be Boomtown. That's, that's going to be a big deal for for the game it's going to be a big deal for just the franchise in general and like you said john i think you hit the nail right on the head i'm really enjoying seeing them connecting the dots now with the games and the trading card game because i think it is picking up steam yeah it's brilliant like um it's just a really good idea i hope that we get them like those starter decks i know that like game stops and things like that kind of stop carrying the game i hope mm -hmm. that those starter decks find their way outside of LGSs, if you know what I mean. Like to, I just want to yeah. see them on the shelf next to the remake, you know, like somewhere. Mm -hmm. No, like, absolutely. You know, let's do this. <laughs> absolutely, and uh, you know, you know, we're talking about you know Boomtown, and we're talking about growth. You know, again, let's just you know, we can just kind of slide right on into the, the the main topic this week, and we're talking about you know, John. I'm looking at my calendar, and of course, I'm not talking about the 2020 calendar. I'm talking about my 1992 WWF calendar because it turns out they're the exact same setup. <laughs> so, you know, we're in a new year. Got him. Let's 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 talk about. It's a leap year, you know, Chris. It, it is. Let's leap on in. Let's leap on in. But also before before we before we completely leave 2019 in the dust, you know, let's kind of talk about it. You know, I think you know we're talking about boomtown for the game i think 2019 was a very very huge year for the card game oh so let's look and before we leave yeah let, let's take just just, <laughs> okay. just, a, just a peek okay. just a peek before we you know jump into the the precipice of the unknown that it that will be 2020 so let's just kind of do a little year in review john um you know and i'll start with you guys you know by this i mean you know how the year went for us did we accomplish things we were looking to accomplish i know i'm primarily looking at you on that one colin um and john you too i mean let's be honest i i think overall for us the year was good um was there anything um i guess what am i trying what am i trying to say here um how how would you summarize 2019 for each of you and uh colin i'm gonna start with you because uh you know i know last year in 2018 i gotta say 2018 now because technically yeah um you were right there on the cusp of making it to worlds and then uh, because you, you lost in, what, top 16 of Nationals? Yeah, yeah I lost to Chris Neal in top 16, and that was my one in. Mm. And you were, you were right there on the cusp. And then at the beginning of 2019, beginning of this competitive season, you just fucking, ah, well, well, I guess we're good to go now. So, I, I, I think that, uh, like, looking back on the year um, and the year prior to that, like, mm -hmm. For me, it was all about like setting like goals of mm -hmm. like what I wanted to accomplish, you know, mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, 
as as weird as it sounds, like being in those situations where you're just like on the cusp, like you get ninth place. <gasps> uh, it's just like um, it's a it's a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you're like a card player that you know goes out to a lot of these things, um, mm-hmm. because yeah, it's 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 really disappointing and it's really uh, like not great, you know, mentally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's also some takeaways from it. Like you got to just sit there and be like, hey, you know, I I did my absolute best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm proud of what I did. Let's try to make like the next tournament I go to even better. And that's what I did. Like going from 2018 to 2019, like I just I just thought about like I reflect on like things I wanted to try and and, mm-hmm. and do better, especially mm-hmm. with like how much I was practicing and um, like for me, uh you know, being able to like get out to as many things as possible, competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just had that goal in mind and I just didn't, didn't forget it. And I just mm-hmm. kept grinding, you know, the things that I wanted to, to try to grind and learning the things I wanted to learn and playing better people than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because like when you're practicing, you're just like losing a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's a, it sucks. It's very, very like harmful in your mental state. Mm-hmm. especially when you just got a lot of life stuff going on and, and, you know, you, you just want to be better and better and better. And then, um, you know, that, that kind of thing just really like hinders your ability to like stay positive about it. But mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, I, I just, I took my time. I, I just put up with all the stuff that, you know, I, I needed to do. And um, I took the bad with the good and I just kind of, I was almost like robotic with it. Like I just, I stopped worrying about, and this is kind of like the number one thing I did uh, for mm-hmm. last year. I stopped worrying about how I was going to place or how I was going to do during games mm-hmm. as far as like an overall finish, like regardless mm-hmm. of whether I was like winning or losing, like I just thought about like anything, anything and everything I could to do differently to make myself like uh, just accomplishing things, the things in game that I wanted to accomplish, like, for instance, like sequencing or playing or discarding certain cards that I know I should be discarding um, better or worse. You know, it, it all kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and along with all that, you know, the best thing to do is always just to play better and better people than you are. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's kind of what my 2019 was about, just playing as much as I possibly could, just playing incredibly good people all the time, all the practice, all the support I had from, you know, my girlfriend in the store. And, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly have nothing to complain about. And, um, yeah, it, did it suck getting ninth at Worlds? Absolutely. But at the same time, I, I literally had no complaints. Um, I had no regrets. I'm completely happy with how I finished. And I think that uh, in the grand scheme of things, had I even just made top eight at that tournament, um, I, I don't think the result would have been any different. I I still think uh, Kurosawa still would have won the uh, the thing. Mm-hmm. He was on a tear so, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and like I I had the honor of playing him on my day one, and uh, he was just an incredible player. And um, uh, it's a match I'll never forget for the entire my entire life. It was really really cool. See, and that's awesome. And um, I'm glad you kind of led with that because, um, you know, I kind of want to dig into your 2019 because you you won the first Crystal Cup back in, it was April down in Florida. Um, that was the Fire Crystal Cup. Yeah. Um, and I remember the, the emotions were running high because Mono you know, water last year. That's right. That's right. 
And then, um, and you know, you had a tough road to get there. You had to play against what Hunter in top eight. Then you had to play against was it wasn't it Alan Shue in top four or who? Or was it Hunter in top four? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, well, it was Sam Tool to start things off. That's right. And then it was Jim Doolittle. Mm-hmm. And then it was. Uh, I want yeah Hunter and then Alan and then yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know. You didn't rest on your laurels. You had made the world team pretty much at the beginning of the season, but yet you you still showed up to events. You were still you were still on that grind. You and I and I think that's a big takeaway for a lot of people who are you know aspiring to get into the competitive scene, not just in this game, but in any other game. Just because you make it to you know the you know kind of the, the stage you're looking to make it on at the end of the year doesn't mean you can just chill for the entire season. You know, you were there, you were trying, you know, every, again, going back to Octagon, I, I feel like, you know, me and John talked about this many times where every week you were playing something that had shown up at a major tournament or a tournament the week before or that weekend, and you were trying it on for size, essentially. Yeah, I would I would um, basically take a deck that I thought was doing well or finished, you know, first mm-hmm. place or second place or it wasn't always like the first place deck it could have been something from like a top eight mm-hmm. but i would i would take that that foundation of a deck and then i would like look at it i would sit there and modify it for mm-hmm. what i thought would be better to make the deck better and then i would just play it um and yeah not not every tournament i did well i mean there were many weeks where like i came in i, I just like zero three dropped mm-hmm. <laughs> they do exist um, yeah <laughs> but uh oh, yeah i mean it happens when you know you you take something new and and you try out something for the first time or you're experimenting with something that you didn't you don't know if it's gonna work or not. It it that's one of the hardest parts about like you know keeping that positive mind frame is just like being able to sit down and try something new and have it not work out, but still realizing that you can still make improvements with the deck and persevere through that and maybe next week we'll do better with it like mm-hmm. and that's the kind of mentality you kind of need to have um especially like going into the world's event because i will i will tell you for anybody who's you know aspiring to get the worlds uh for 2020 um i mean when you when you do get there you will realize how much of a different landscape the tournament is it just every player you play against um is just a basically just your hardest battle you've ever played mm-hmm. in the game. And that's like every round, round upon round upon round. And it's like, that is something you need to mentally be prepared for. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I, I can tell you when I, when I got the worlds this year, um, you know, I, I was in the lobby, you know, I was like, well, let's just play, let's play some people that are here that we don't normally play against. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the distinct, honor of playing the um a lot of the players from spain mm-hmm. um like in the days before the tournament had started and i was playing against them and i was just getting my ass handed to me they honestly i was like oh my god why am i here type things that was that was those are the thoughts running through my head when i was playing them and i had to sit there and take a day and just be like i had to, I had to like lean back and just be like mm-hmm. okay Let's let's just mentally reevaluate my situation right now. I got here for a reason. Like I I played all year to get here. You know, let's 
just try not to, you know, think about it. Let's just focus on the tournament at hand. Let's go into Saturday day one and just be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do with the game. Um, I have a plan. I have my two decks, like two deck format. Let's, let's just figure it out. And, um, and that, that is, that is uh, my, my initial world's experience before the tournament even started. So like, Mm -hmm. that's just something to tell you about, like kind of like where I was at mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, if you're like I said, if you're if you're trying to aspire to play better, do better this year, you want to make it the worlds. Like you got to think like you want to make it the worlds. You got to like sit back, just reevaluate your reevaluate what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right, and uh, learn from the things that are making you better or worse. And so you're uh, saying sit back and take a sip, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sit back and take a sip and uh, talk to Coin or Witcher. <laughs> oh, valley of plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so Colin, Colin, I'm not gonna let you off that easy. You know, we did the same thing to Oki when he was on. You know, you were kind of talking about your world's experience. I, I want you to tell us, you know, because this was a great way, you know, to cap 2019. Because I know, I, I know, I speak for all of us, you know, in the community when we say how proud we were of you of your performance. I know. Again, you know, you kind of said it for getting ninth is brutal and it sucks. And I, you know, I saw the look in your face that you, you know, you were you were pretty emotional about it. But, you know, don't I, I know you don't think that took away from, you know, your accomplishments of the entire season and of that weekend. You know, you were, you know, you were in a room literally with the best players in the world this game. And, you know, and like you said, your initial experience was, holy shit, what am I doing here? But for you to have that kind of performance, you know, Again, that it speaks volume just of of your caliber as a player. Um, go ahead and tell me just just the weekend in general because I know I had an awesome time while I was there. Um, just kind of tell me how how it was. Just you know, from you know I, again, you know each match you were playing in the tournament. You know, do you, how the kind of pressure you felt, just the quality of play that you saw. You know, just, just tell us about the whole thing, man. Um. Well, to begin the. I guess the beginning of the weekend, uh, like being able to be with everybody and just hang out and, and jam games before like the tournament at hand, mm-hmm. like each of those days off we had, mm-hmm. um, it was just a mind blowing experience. Um, I actually, uh, I took some time to play with, um, uh, all the world's team members. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I played the guys from Spain. Um, I got to talk to, um, Tim Childer, who is uh, mm-hmm. just an awesome guy. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kudos to him for like literally taking my mental state, breaking it down, and mm-hmm. you know, reevaluating what I was going to play for the tournament. Like that, that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And in, in so many ways, um, I, I can't thank him enough for all of his uh, thoughts. Um, but yeah, like I, I think uh, overall, like. Uh, all the games leading up to you know the world's tournament for me were just like just awesome. Like every game I played, um, I learned something um, about my deck. Uh, I learned something about um, you know how a lot of the harder matchups were going to go for me. Um, and I, I took it my losses with a grain of salt. I took my wins with a grain of salt because uh, you know you can practice the fifty to a hundred games prior to a tournament, but getting into that tournament that first round. Mm-hmm. And just be able to perform at that level, it it, it is a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lost my first round of day one, which kind of actually killed me in retrospect. Now that I think about it, um, 
but I had to play against uh, Sam Tool, mm-hmm. and I lost. And it it was like it was a close match. Like I just I made a I made a play error game three, and it co- ended up costing me. And I kind of learned something from it. And I just said, you know what? If I play this matchup again, I'll know what to do. And um, I just reevaluated, took a step back, like I said, and I had a mind blowing next four rounds. Like they were just wow. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe <laughs> them. I um, my second round, I I played against um, the player from that one. Uh, I guess uh, Thailand, mm-hmm. and um, he played mono in both games, and I ended up uh, I be- I beat him in a match. Uh, two to zero. Um, and then I had to play. Uh, who was it? Um, trying to think here. It was him? Oh, I had to play Sam Prime third round. Um, mm-hmm. We had a really really close match. Um, that that ended up going in my favor two to one. Um, and you know he played he played phenomenally. I think the matchups were. Uh, the decks he was playing obviously were just incredibly next level. Like I was not preparing to play against a fire, water, wind, uh, like mm-hmm. basically Unariku stall deck. Uh, that was interesting. Um, that took me to game three. I won that match by the skin of my teeth, and then uh, I had to play against Kurosawa round four, um, and that match was just. That was another one for the books. Our <laughs> wind water matchup was just the most n- craziest thing I've ever seen. Like we 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 wiped each other's board back and forth. It was like two times each, and all all four of those times we each either had like three or four forwards in play. <laughs> uh, so it was very very just back and forth. And um, the only reason I won that match was because. Uh, he we went at the time and he couldn't kill me on his turn two and he ended up conceding as gracious as that was. Mm-hmm. Um wow. and it was it was wild because like I was actually about to just concede to him. Mm-hmm. Um but he said it first and I was like, Well, I as you know, like at world's level you can't like just sit there and take it back. Mm-hmm. So once that happens, uh and the judge was standing right there, I was like, Well, I guess All I right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to win that way, but I will say mm-hmm. that match was had had there not been a time limit, he certainly would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to him um, for playing phenomenally. And then nice. uh, round five, I had to play against Andrea Luca, who won the. Um, I forget if he won the France. I think so. National, or it was a European national. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't exactly remember, but um, that that went uh, two games to zero in my favor. Um, I just had excellent starts for both my decks, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the the the, the matchups kind of grinded in that the way TCGs usually go. Like I just start better than he does, and you know mm-hmm. it, it just kind of went from there. But again, I will say at that level, like uh, for anybody again who's trying to you know, go to the com- next level of their competitive play. Like, uh, whoever draws better usually wins. And mm-hmm. it's sad to say, but mm. it is what it is. It's just the nature of card games. When you're playing Absolutely. the best in the world, it just uh, that's how the game flows. So, no, absolutely. 
So uh, overall, the weekend was incredible. Uh, had a great time at dinner. Uh, the dinner was fantastic. They, as Oki probably said, they bust us all out to a Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. and the, the food was just unreal. Like it was so good. Um, everything was decorated uh, inside. All the waiters had like you know a tuxedo outfits. <laughs> um, they were all really, really sweet, and um, yeah, the everybody that we uh, interacted with from other the other countries were just just awesome, awesome people. Like just really, really great competitors, uh, great attitudes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there's nothing much more to say. They were just all fantastic. It's awesome, awesome, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like you had a great time. You know, great, uh, just a great, you know, cap to a fantastic season on your end. And you know, like I said, we're all proud of you. Now, John, yeah, you had you had quite a fantastic 2019 as well, dude. My 2019 um, was wild. Yeah, talk to me, Goose. Talk to us. Tell tell us tell us just the, the nuts and bolts of your 2019. Now, people did start following your journey in 2019, but let's you know, let's yeah, bring so, us all up to speed. So for the most part, you know, 2019 starts. I'm just one of the Jersey boys. Um, you know, friend of the cast, avid fan of the cast, listening mm-hmm. every week with my feet on my desk and my coffee in my hand. Uh, uh, yes. You know, just sipping, sipping on. There it is. My ah, coffee. The, the yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just, just writing some articles for my own thing, doing my own stuff. Um, and I think it really all came together at what the uh, Guy Green. <laughs> Uh, so I didn't get to go to the first Crystal Cup in April, but in April I did go down to Virginia to play in a tournament and kind of visit you and hang out with you guys because I hadn't uh-huh. seen you since, uh, since, oh wait, did we do, was Petit Cup? God, I can't even remember 2019. When was the Petit Cup? When was New York? I feel like New York was... You came up in, in, in the snowy time right? so i think it was like february okay so then no 2019 started with like you guys coming up and then i was like good to see you and we had such a mm-hmm. great time and i was like i'll return the favor i'll come down there got to right? meet tara the first time yeah yeah my dog tara yeah so i was like okay uh you uh i'll come down to see you guys so in april mm-hmm. i come down there and we just have a great time and we're talking about something in the car where i'm just like i mean i don't I, i'll just like do stuff for you guys if you want mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys are like i mean yeah sure it would be happy to have you kind of thing and um mm-hmm. that's when i joined the team as just like i was going to help you guys create some content on the side mm-hmm. um and then of course fast forward to uh eventually you guys asked me to basically be on the cast and, and take over the cast and that was a really awesome thing that happened for me in 2019 mm-hmm. i love doing this i love um being on the team and, and running like the octagon event which is another huge 2019 thing um mm-hmm. You know, just like really as far as what we provide for the community and content that I've been able to create has just like gone exponentially in the upwards direction this year. So that's been really cool for me. And I hope that people appreciate all that stuff. You know, I get a lot of good feedback when I'm out and about at these tournaments. So um, but really, it's a labor of love. You know, Chris and I would be sitting here doing it if one person was at home listening. So and we just (laughs) we just like to, to bullshit on. You know, and and record it. So it's, it's, we have a lot of fun. Um, but as far as tournaments, man, my my goal last year was basically I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to continue to create content, and I wanted to um, just qualify for nationals again. I wanted to make sure that I was there. You know, I don't want to to ever not make that. So um, Crystal Cups, I only was able to go to. I went to Portland. I went to Virginia, mm-hmm. and then 
Well, then September was was uh, Arizona, but I had already qualified at that point. So I'd only gone to the two Crystal Cups, and I had uh, I had missed both times. So then when LQ season came around, I finally got that. So it was awesome. I got to go to Nationals. Had a great time there seeing everybody. Um, so I would say I accomplished my goals in... It, like, the Nationals goal is pretty straightforward, right? But my content creation goal, I think I accomplished in a way that I didn't imagine I would, you know, like, like far mm-hmm. beyond what I thought I was going to be doing by the end of the year. So, uh, and, th- and that's also thanks to everybody who, you know, enjoys the content. So, thank you guys. No, man, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Like, that that was a pivotal uh, player in, like, how I prepared for tournaments because... Without you doing the content and the tournament uh, uh, seasons for Archegon, like I wouldn't have been able to play as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, John, and absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you kind of said it that way. I mean, yours, because um, your 2019 was very much intertwined with mine. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, this past year, we, um, you know, we took on more of a support role versus. Um, at least me personally, you know, we were asked to, you know, do commentary for Crystal Cups mm-hmm. this season. So, you know, we did commentary for the one in um, Florida, which went off really well. Wow. We did commentary for the Petite Cup that we had in Richmond, which did very well. Uh, we were asked to do commentary for the Crystal Cup, um, which this is where it kind of takes a bit of a downward spiral. Um, while the event itself was okay, I know it was kind of marred by some. Uh, there was an issue with a certain deck list. Um, the the quality of the stream dropped. We were having issues with our second setup, which, fuck what you heard. If our second setup is having trouble, which is more, that that's one more setup than anybody else has had. So, like, I it sucks. Yes, it sucks. And I think it took away from the vision that we had and what we were trying to do. But at least our primary setup wasn't messing up then. And then, you know, just where we were put in the store was like the one unfinished corner because they had just remodeled. Um, obviously, this is still a, a a point of contention for myself and Adam. This was what I, what I like to call kind of the beginning of the end, if that makes sense. Um, the we refrigerator? We, we, yeah. Well, no, that's <laughs> I know, that, I know, right? I know. I, yeah. I, I laugh about the phrase because I thought that was funny. Um, but it was primarily that we were like hey we're gonna th- we're gonna throw you in this broom closet and we're gonna throw a sheet over this piece of wood and we're just like the fuck man it was um, a broom closet it was and it was just like the one the one unfinished corner of the store is where you're gonna throw us and it was it was unfortunate because it did it, it, i don't i don't want to say that took away from it but it kind of did in our eyes like i just felt like there was a lot that you know, there was a lot of things that happened last minute that caused some things to change. I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses, but it was a rough time for us. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we were pretty fucking over it. Um, so, but there was some, a lot of good that came out of that weekend. You know, we got to see Oki finally, uh, finally seal the deal. Because I know that all season long he had been, you know, finished. He'd been, he was like, what? He would lose in like top six. He kept getting closer. He like lost in like top thirty-two. Then he lost in top sixteen. Then he lost in top eight. And then he finally won. So it was really cool. And then we got to you know we got to spoil some really good cards. We got to the meme came alive. The Yang that fights, which I still love to fucking talk about. <laughs> that for the entire time, like the entire lead up to you know 
the set release, we were like, man, we just need to get some new cards. How about a Yang? Like the new, the Earth Legend should be a Yang, but a Yang that fights. And because I, I thought it would, I think it would actually be a really good card, you know, a Yang that fights when it attacks or whatever. And then we got something pretty similar, and we just thought it was hilarious. And the best yeah, part so is, funny. is RB didn't know that we had had that conversation. Yeah, and, and it was and like a, a deep meme in like the group chat. No, it was <laughs> deep, like seventh yeah. circle deep. But we also got to spoil probably one of the most impactful cards that the game has seen since. And I'm talking about the legendary Pasoya, which was really cool. We mm-hmm. brought Andy Carmona on to you know spoil it because it was a purple card. You know that was really cool. So there was a lot of good that way. I don't want to get hung up on the negative, but you know it did get to a point. Um, and then obviously some things went down near the end of the season. Um, and it caused Adam to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I didn't press the issue. Um, it was nothing that we did here on the home front. It was just some other things. And I know he had, he, he had been kind of, you know, teetering ever since the crystal cup, because it's just something that, you know, he's, he, he said it before. He's very passionate about the things that he puts himself into and he doesn't like to settle for mediocrity. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't blame him for that. that. And yeah. I respect that. Um, and it had been, I think there were just other things he was looking to do, um, kind of get back into some old hobbies of his and, you know, that's fine, man. Go do your thing there. You know, you're always, he's still a part of this outfit. He'll always be a part of this outfit. Absolutely. Um, but you know, again, John, this is where, you know, we asked you to come on just because like you would, when you and I shoot the shit, especially going back to the Gastro Greens cup, um, we have a good time. We like to have fun. Yeah, we opened the detective agency in 2019. We did. The, the, the Don and Ritz detective agency was open full-time. Over 100 side. cases solved so far. Pretty much. Pretty much. So and, and so I think we've taken that, and I know we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on the on the change, um, which is good. It's good because I, w- I was worried that, um, you know, because Adam did a, he did a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff that I just don't have – the the knowledge to do mm-hmm. now, I, I, i'm a voice man i'm a people guy i'm i'm, I'm the one you're the I'm talent the chris <laughs> well i don't want to say that like, <laughs> sit me in the I, chair tell me what to say point me where to go well uh, yeah and that that's kind of how i looked at it you know he was he was the brains of the outfit and i was the voice of the outfit mm-hmm. and that's just you know we, we play our roles well um but granted you know we'll talk more about that when we get into you know resolutions and such but um the one thing that I did regret in 2019 other than, you know, Adam taking an exit um, was I didn't really get to play a whole lot um, because again, we were doing more of a commentary role. You know, we were work. We, I went to these events to work versus play um, outside of a couple. Like I did get to go to Gen Con and have fun. I, I got to play in the New York petite cup, which was interesting. Um, but I got to, you know, that's when I discovered AirPods. <laughs> I was also. Is it just me or do people pretty, not have you know, wires in their headphones? I was pretty anymore. ripped, man. I was I was pretty ripped, and I'm just looking out the window, and I'm just like, man, when when did technology pass me by? When did when did headphones stop having wires? And this has been it been almost a fucking you know five years at this point, right? Jesus, <laughs> the whole car is just that? like, uh... yeah, that was ten years ago. <laughs> right. I'm like, cool. Dude, those are after we got off the train and. um and the guy says, hey, you guys should do a podcast. We're like, hey. Yeah, that was the best part. The train ride in. We're just sitting there shooting the shit about stuff. And unbeknownst to us, the guy in the, in the train, the, the seat. Like, right behind, behind us, yeah. 
was just in stitches the whole time. He got he stood up and he's like crying. He was laughing so hard. He's like, you guys made this trip amazing. I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. You guys should do a podcast. We were like, funny you say that, because we actually do. And Chris was like, what's a podcast? (laughs) Podcast. Never heard of it. You mean like like a radio show? I don't have a radio station. Sorry. Right. And that's when we, uh, that was actually maybe when we got our first case, Chris, the missing uh, Edward and or Eduardo. Yes, that was Edward and Eduardo on the way back. That's our origin story. (laughs) Oh, the case that eludes us to this day. We still don't know uh, even who he is, much less where to look for him. He's our Zodiac killer, essentially. (laughs) He is our Zodiac killer. (laughs) Dude. And and then you know my 2019 kind of ended in, in a very uh, again there's a lot of highs a lot of high the lows were low but the highs were very very high, um, and I did get uh, to end my 2019 with being a chance to having the chance to be a plus one for worlds for Cody which I thought was really really awesome and I had a great time actually finally finally getting to put faces to names and voices of people that I had interacted with you know on, online or you know whatever. Um, so it was really cool to actually get to meet these people in person, finally shake hands, kiss babies, all that good stuff, and en- enjoy some cocktails with everybody. Um, so I, I don't think I could have asked for a better way for it to end, considering that I really didn't get a chance to play as much as I would have liked to because I was taking a different road. Um, but with that, I think overall the game itself saw probably some of the some of the highest points but also some of the lowest points overall and by that i mean you know i think we saw how many cards banned this year um uh, two. was it because it was what dotaluma Dada Dada Luma Luma 2019 and riku yeah and riku huh? riku yeah yeah so we we pretty much doubled the ban list because before that it was just what guess what i'm not counting jesse for title i guess before nats right and I feel like Riku was very much almost like an emergency ban type situation. Yeah, um, basically. So, because I because that happened like midway through the uh, I mean midway through the opus, like the the, the set had been uh, this was an opus nine. The set had been going for <sighs> a month or maybe not even that long, a few weeks. Yeah, so, I think it was a few weeks. And I think that I think that like. I guess would we consider that or Turbo more of a low point for the game? I, I kind of put them on equal footing because it took, whereas Turbo didn't let, let you play the game, this variation of Wind Water, pretty much it lets you play the game, but it's your your it was literally whatever you brought was literally a gun to a knife fight for the most part, or a knife. You brought a gun to a knife fight. Everyone, everyone loses. Like yes, absolutely. The wind water is bringing a gun to a knife fight. Correct. Valfor, Valfor is the gun. Absolutely. Though Cody would argue different because he shit on that deck all day long. But point is, point is, it was enough of an issue. But. When you, when you look at the highs, you started to see a lot more, you know, and, I, and even if those are the lows, if those are the lows, that's good, right? You know, that's absolutely great because the highs, you had a lot more content creators pop up. Um, you're seeing a lot more articles. You're seeing a lot more tournament coverage. You're seeing a lot more scenes become more, uh, more, I guess, ingrained into the community. You're, you're seeing names and you're seeing these people have these, these, these successes that, you know, that otherwise, you know, maybe we wouldn't know about if they weren't, you know, if they weren't putting their scene on the map or like actively trying to be more proactive in the community. I think this stuff is really, really neat. 
Um, so I think we we did see a big boom in yeah. 2019 for you know just you know at least here in North America. I mean, think about tournament sizes for just everything. Yeah. I think uh, LQs were all much larger. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we had maybe like two or three like 90 plus person tournaments as far as like mm-hmm. crystal cups and stuff in 2018. In 2019, yeah. I think almost every crystal cup except for Canada. Yeah. Right. It was like 100 players ish or 90 mm-hmm. something. I think I think Portland was the biggest one. Kansas I mean, was pretty were, big too. I they think. were all pretty close, but I say overall the increase in people is definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. across the board, we definitely had more, just like higher numbers in all these tournaments. Um, and I, I think that, like we were talking about earlier, it's going to be a big year, um, both inside and outside of the game for Final Fantasy, and so mm-hmm. we can just kind of tap into that. Absolutely, and, and the last thing I want to say, as far as you know, my biggest. Thing that I was super thankful for in 2019, as far as you know, the game and the community is the fact that we did kind of we did expand our team, um, not just you, Dan and Alex, but we added, you know, Colin, Ron, uh, we added Lord Byron, who you know, right after his right after he joined the world's team, because um, I know Josh. the Fredericksburg scene, uh, yeah, Amanda, Josh, uh, Tannis, Danny, Austin, um, then we uh, Trevor, we added, um, who else did we add? We're jerseying uh, Top A Johnny. Yeah, Top A Johnny's gonna be joining this week after you know the Ultras Cup. And one of the things too that happened is um I don't remember if this was twenty nineteen or late twenty eighteen. She absorbed the Turks. Yeah, the Turks kind of disbanded and we absorbed Curtis and Steven. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the beginning. I don't remember I don't remember if that was twenty nineteen or if that was the end of twenty eighteen. I, I just it's just it's been a year. What do I know? Um but obviously it's it's just been great seeing, you know, the team that was literally just me, Adam, and his brother to begin with, um, just kind of expand it and just see you know a lot of people playing under our banner we got the ultimate guard sponsorship mm-hmm. uh this year which was huge for us um you know that's a big deal so overall like just the growth of the team has been been great to watch and being able to kind of sit back almost like a dad and watch like these players that we have on our team like play and do well it's been it's just been great it's been absolutely great to watch thanks dad oh thanks, you're dad. welcome son Let's go out and have a catch. <laughs> but, but you know, looking forward, guys. You know, 2019 was great, but it's in the rearview mirror. You know, let's go ahead and take a look at 2020. And, Colin, we're going to circle back around to you. Let's talk resolutions, man. What are you looking to accomplish this year? And yeah, it's a two-part question. I want to know what you're looking to accomplish and what you would like to see for the game to accomplish. When I say the game, community, um, just any sort of growth potential, you know, whatever you would like to see for the game in 2020. Um, definitely for the game, uh, as far as the game is concerned, uh, mm-hmm. definitely getting new and fresh faces uh, playing. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly those that have TCG backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like... Uh, that mentality is already there. Mm-hmm. So they know what to expect, you know, going into a, another TCG. Um, mm-hmm. Also, from a relatively uh, economic standpoint, like the game is so much cheaper than most other TCGs. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think mean, that's definitely a, a good, like, you know, incentive. Um, but also, like, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, more stores are doing, like, the community events. Um, I definitely want to see that happen a lot more. A lot mm-hmm. of new interesting ideas. Um, because, like, all these new ideas, like, particularly that uh, tournament that was held that had, like, the elemental 
mm-hmm. uh, dice. Like they would just roll the dice and see what they would play that week, that week. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's that's just a really fresh new idea. I'm not saying it from a competitive standpoint. I'm just saying like things like that. I would like to see more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, definitely more community events uh, and those events uh, in particular, getting new fresh faces like to be able to play in those things um, because you kind of like in order to get into the competitive, I guess, scene for this game. I feel like, um, you know, if you're new to the game, you really have to start casual and kind of like work your way up, like get those, get that foundation down to where you mm-hmm. feel comfortable going out to bigger tournaments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be new to the game, go out to your first major event and just be like, oh, well, I'm just doing poorly. I don't want to play anymore. You know, that type of thing. Um, so definitely the positive the community events in particular. Um, so I guess for my personal resolutions uh, this year, um, I just want to, I want to continue getting better. Um, I want to, I want to go to Worlds again. Obviously, I think anybody in my spot would want to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I want to do better than ninth place. Like, I mean, that's that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty standard goal. I think I, I just want to do better than the last tournament. Sure. So, yeah, that's something that you know I, I want to accomplish for myself, and um, that's what I did in 2018. I told myself, "Hey, I'm on Worlds next year." I, I, I did it, and I was like super proud of myself for that. But this year, I want to make Worlds again. I want to do better than top, or you know, ninth place. So, um, oh, absolutely, pretty. I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like, I don't, I don't know what other goals other than like personal stuff I'd rather set for myself in terms of the card game. Like, I just want to be a I want to participate, you know, as many things as possible. Like I've always done. I want to do better than the last major tournament I went to. So that's pretty much it. I'll be damned if I don't respect that, sir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. What about, John? How about you? Uh, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. So for me, um, I really want to. I want to expand our content, Chris, and I want to like in a, in doing so. I want to inspire more content. I think that mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of a lull from other people. Like there's some other podcasts out there that they, they're like irregular, but it's nice. I always look forward to listening to them when they come out. Like the Shantoto cast guys just uploaded a new cast mm-hmm. that I listened to where they kind of go over the survey that they gave everybody a couple months back. Um, yeah, there's a lot of the new stuff out there. I listen to everything. If I see it pop up in the Facebook group, I listen. Like I listen mm-hmm. to all the podcasts that people make. Um, cause I just enjoy, you know, seeing where other people are and I like supporting all the other content creators. Um, but I think that, you know, I'd love to hear more about some more of these communities. Like when we see these community events, we see like some of these scenes, like the Texas guys and they just win these, like, uh, these awesome contests because they have these, these great big communities that are really friendly and they got a lot of cool stuff going on. Like, I'd love to hear more about that from them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. see more basically like tournament reports from these fun local events and things like that. Um, some, some kinds of posts that like, it's funny cause I get sick of them in other trading card game groups. They like oversaturate like, Oh, here's a picture of the deck that I got like fourth with at some whatever tournament that doesn't matter. And my full tournament breakdown on it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like while I get tired of reading those is because there's so many of them. Whereas here it's the opposite. Like nobody ever mm-hmm. talks about, like, I'd love to hear about somebody who's fourth place just cause I want somebody to talk shop about their deck you know, so that we can all talk about it in the group. So I'd like to kind of see um, maybe 
more kinds of content. I'd like to see more interaction with the community with content, including here on the cast. Um, I think we're going to start trying to do like community questions and things like that and just kind of try and, and get people involved. Um, and so that's that's for like a team goal. That's what I'd like to see. And then personally, um, like I said, I don't ever want to miss nationals. So I just want to make sure that I, I qualify for that again this year. And, and that's it's while that's like, you know, uh, a lot of people would say, oh, it's an easy goal. Like, hey, every year um, there's more good players trying to get those same spots. And it's tough around here, too. So, you know, I, I, I never want to assume anything. So we're yeah. going to work on that this year. Um, and it's a tough balance, too, to do like, you know, content and stay on top of mm-hmm. on top of playing. But, you know, you and I both kind of have the commitment to uh, also being players this year so. I think Absolutely. that, you know, th- those are kind of just my two big goals. And uh, I'm sure we'll be able to accomplish them, Chris. You know what? I'll be damned if I don't believe you. Sorry. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, as far as personal goals, like I said, I'm I'm definitely putting commentary on the back burner, though the opportunity once again has presented itself to do some events. And, um, you know, we'll kind of talk on that, you know, depending because, mm-hmm. You know, not especially now that we have a full calendar, because I, I know I'm not going to be able to go to every single event this year. Um, you, know, you know, getting married last year, which I don't know why. You know, I didn't say that was my biggest accomplishment of 2019. I was waiting to uh, to add well, in I mean, that at the well, end I guess I to just say another wonderful out. thing about 2019. I imagined like that you were getting the eye every time you no, were like, no. and my biggest thing of 2019. I was like, oh, okay, here it is. He got. Uh, he... I guess that was more. I, I guess that was more so <laughs> focusing on the game. But I guess you know, really, at the end of the day, you know, personal life does have an impact. But you know, thankfully, we've got a schedule, so I can pick and choose where I want to go, and I'll probably like honestly. I'll probably put the bulk of my grinding come LQ time, come open time, um, just because I know I'm not going to be able to go to a lot of Crystal Cups this year. I've just got, I've got a lot going on. Yeah, I think um, right now I we're wanna... on the content grind. We're on the community grind. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And if yeah. you know, and just because like I'm I'm trying to do a lot of things. I, I, I've got my hands in a lot of soups. Um, obviously, you know, one of the things we're doing with the Legendary Wolf guys, you know, I'm taking on a UFS endeavor. Um, cause I know there's a lot of cross community opportunity there with this one and their community. Cause you know, a lot of the guys who play final fantasy also play UFS or universes, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be working on that Avenue, especially once my hero comes out, which will be you know, a huge boomtown for that game as well as, and I think, again, the opportunity is there to introduce people to that game and to this game really on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, my goal this year is to, you know, kind of, you know, grind and not fall short like i did the year before you know i'm not gonna i don't want to have a bunch of second place finishes at lqs where you know for you know unfortunately for me the first person who finished first didn't already have a qualification like i I hate you know you always hate when that happens because literally every other tournament whoever i felt like whoever finished second the person who won already had their qualification was Mm -hmm. like well fuck me right so uh, but i'm not going to here's the thing my goal is to qualify for nationals, but I'm not going to be upset if I don't, because again, I've got so many other avenues that I can explore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that that's not the goal. It's a, it's my goal, but I'm not going to be crushed if I don't accomplish it because there's, a, I have so much to look forward to and so much to, you know, really to keep me occupied in 2020. Um, and I guess really primarily, 
you know, again, talking back on the content, we are trying to do more this year. Um, I'm actually learning how to work, you know, edit videos and do stuff like that on my own. So I can, you know, like, hey, John, I'm putting this video out or I'm doing this, I'm doing that um, just to kind of take something off your plate because it'd be easier if on like a Saturday I can just get up, do this video. All right, let me edit it. Let me upload it. And boom, bam, no muss, no fuss. Mm -hmm. So working on that and, you know, really just trying to balance it all, you know, and balance personal life as well. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's a commitment. I am definitely committed to the content and the community. We, again, we're doing deck videos. We're going to be doing a lot of, I'm going to be doing a lot of my playing as, you know, as much as it makes me shudder sometimes. Um, a lot of my playing on Octagon this year, I, I, I did participate in a few of the uh, Octagon weeklies. It's just tough um, on the weekdays. I, I stare at a computer screen all day it's really, really hard for me to come home after work and stare at a computer screen. Um, that's just the kind of person I am. Um, I know a lot of people, that's how they unwind, that's how they relax, but after staring at a computer screen for nine hours, last thing I want to do is click around and press buttons on a computer again. But, you know, that's where I'm going to be able to do most of my playing this year, and I like the idea of, you know, working on weekend things we're going to do. We're going to do some live streaming where it's like, hey, let's build a deck around this card and then let's play some games with it. And, you know, just kind of do some almost like deck building clinics, essentially, um, you know, just kind of getting back into the flow of things, um, especially with there being a lot of new players potentially coming in this year. And that's that's where my head is at um, as far as personal and team related. But as far as the game, you know, again, you guys hit it on the head. I really think Final Fantasy VII is going to, you know, the remake and the starter set is going to get a lot of eyes on the game that weren't on there previously. And, you know, we're the, the compet, <clears throat> excuse me, the competitive season is already off to the right foot because we've got this, uh, instead of petite cups now, we've got these open tournaments. Um, you know, we got multiple events at Gen Con this year, not just like one constructed, one seal. There's going to be like four events at Gen Con, which is really, really cool. Um, I, I just I want to see more of that progression. Um, you know, again, and it was already off to the right start by having a, a preliminary schedule. Um, and I, I, I just think if we can keep going down that path, 2020 is going to be even, an even better year. So, yeah, hyped, hyped. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. I'm absolutely stoked. Yeah, I'm, but, uh, I'm pretty excited as well. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, and I think we've rambled on enough, guys, unless y'all have any uh, any parting thoughts. Uh, you know, Kyle, I know you're at the store. You're probably, I feel like in my head you're at the store, and you're just holding up the checkout line, and you've been holding it up for like the hour and a half or two hours we've been talking. <laughs> He's just standing yeah, in the checkout cool. line doing the cast. Yeah, that's, yes. <laughs> that's how you imagine it. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I got like kind of like a really sweet gig over here in this room mm -hmm. currently, mm -hmm. and it's very private. It's own room. It's got a whole oh, awesome. stream layout, uh, so I could do all my gaming after the uh, the podcast is over. That's pretty sick. That is pretty yeah, sick. It, it's pretty awesome. Oh, for those of you who are uh, checking out the Gamers Heaven uh, tournament that's on the. Uh, the schedule for this year's uh, competitive season. Yes. Uh, the store is pretty sweet. Come. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to like advertise or anything. Yes, we are. I wasn't. <laughs> yes, we are. Please we, come. We gamers have enough every time. Come check it out. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. They got a full ramen bar. Um, awesome layout. Great people to hang out and chill with. Plenty of table space. Um, can, can we get you? To do like a used car commercial for Gamers Heaven, 
Come on down to Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Here, gamers heaven. We've got table space, table space, table space. We've got a ramen bar. Bad credit, no credit, slow credit, extra credit. Wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm flailing tube man. Wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm flailing tube man. Perfect. Can I get a clip of that so we can put that on our Facebook? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get that to you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hello, the wonderful Amy is, is guest, yeah. guest yeah. star. Amy says hi. It's her first time on the cast. Hello, welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But, um, but no, man, yeah, dude, Colin, we, we hype up Gamers Heaven pretty much every time it's in conversation because y'all do run a fantastic operation up there. And it's 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 always been one. And I was super that's why I was super fucking bummed about missing the uh, the Triple Crown event. I, I love coming up there. No, I, 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 I know. I, I know everybody wanted to come it out, but things happen. I understand. Mm-hmm. Sick as a dog, he was. He was like yes, not even. Is. That's how you know he's sure, sick. Is I'm not even getting like the red notifications sure, on the Facebook what? messages. Like that's that's when you know Chris <laughs> is out. <laughs> he hasn't even seen anything I've any of these crazy gifs I've sent him in the last twelve mm-hmm. hours. A lot of sleeping. He didn't respond to my Baby Yoda meme. <laughs> he must be sick. If you were borderline ready to call the cops and have them come check on you. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, I solved that case by myself, so. And I'll be damned. That's, that's why That's why you're on the team, John. That's right. That's the only reason. Dete- <laughs> good detective uh, work. Great talking to you guys about our resolution. Yeah, Colin, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, you know, it's always a pleasure always. to have you on the cast. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No man, anytime, anytime. And John, any parting thoughts from you before we uh, before we go ahead and wrap this up? And I get back to clapping them cheeks. I was gonna say we gotta wrap Pus- this up and then wrap right. this Pus- up. You know, Pasoya <laughs> is Pasoya uh, is ready to work. All right, <laughs> well let's get. We are we're trying to prep ourselves for a reunion, so we'll see you guys this weekend. We're excited, uh, and that's it for us, man. And until next time. Indeed. Until next time. See ya. Hey everybody, thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. Yeah, everybody's been giving WAF the third degree, but here it is winning like a big European tournament. It's like, well... Um, <laughs>